the Love Life Church podcast and thank you for checking us out. We love God, love people, and love life, and we hope this message encourages you and inspires you. Here's today's message. Right, we are on part three of what, guys? Come on. Above all else, guard your heart. Guard your heart. I mean, this has been a great series. We're ending it tonight. It's going to be awesome on this Thanksgiving Eve night, right? Above all else, guard your heart. Why? For everything you do flows from it. Everything that we do flows from our heart. And that's why it is so important that we guard our heart, that we protect our heart, right? Jesus tells us in John 14, 1, this is the Amplified. He says, look at your neighbor, say, do not. Do not let your heart be troubled, afraid, cowardly. Only believe confidently in God and trust in him. Have faith. Hold on to it. Rely on it. Keep going and believing also in me. Jesus is saying, do not let. Does that mean we have a choice? To let or to not let? (laughs) It's up to you, right? Do not let your heart be troubled. We have to grow in understanding that we are letting our heart be troubled. We are allowing our heart to be troubled, or we are not allowing our heart to be troubled, or we are not allowing. It is our choice, right? And Jesus is telling us what to do. He's like, do not be afraid, only believe. Do not be afraid, only believe. We have to stop allowing and giving permission and accepting fear in our hearts. There's a whole bunch of crazy things going on with the pandemic. All these kids are in school and they're, and they're out of school and they're not allowed to go to school and they have to wear a mask and we're not sure about this and we're not sure about that. And can they cancel Thanksgiving? And what if they cancel Thanksgiving? Do not let your heart be troubled. Do not allow, do not give permission for your heart to be troubled, right? We have to stop giving permission. Jesus says, do not let. This means that there's a choice. To let or to not let. What are you going to allow in, right? It's up to us. How are we gonna do this? By trusting God. This is the proof if we trust God or not. If we trust God or not, are we resting? Are we stressing? Are we resting? Are we stressing? It's up to you. We think it's all up to God. We think everything's up to God, everything that happens up to God, and he's letting us know, do not, do not let your heart be troubled. Do not only believe, right? Having fearless faith in God's word. Man, we have to have fearless faith. How do we get to fearless faith? Because we trust God completely. We trust God completely. You know, it's so amazing to see little kids They have fearless faith that you're going to be able to pick them up, right? So I love this. They're like, they're like one, two, okay, like maybe two, right? Two, they start running around. Three, four, and they're just running to you. Auntie Shasha, Auntie Shasha, right? And I can catch them. And then they get five, six, seven, eight. Auntie Shasha, you're like, They're like, but they have fearless faith that they're going to run and you're going to catch them. They're going to run and you're going to hold them. They're going to run and you're going you're gonna to be so excited to see them, right? So I recently had a surgery. This like just happened. And the kids always run to me. And this time I was like, <laughs> like when they came running and they're like, what happened? 
<laughs> they're like, what's wrong with your face? <laughs> and it was just so funny because they're so used to me with fearless faith. They have no fear of rejection. They have no fear that I'm not going to accept them. They have no fear that I'm not going to catch them. I'm not going to carry them, that I'm not going to love them. They run with fearless faith through the sanctuary. Room. Like, you better love me. And your face is saying you don't. What's wrong? They're like, what happened? <laughs> and I'm like, ah, slow down. Hug my leg. <laughs> it was just funny. But we need to have that kind of fearless faith with God. That kind of fearless faith with God in our finances. That kind of fearless faith with God in our relationships. That kind of fearless faith with God with everything that we're going through. The stresses that we have. The school. Whatever it is. The pressures that we're dealing with. Do we trust God? Do we have that fearless faith to run to him, to know that he's going to love us, that he will never leave us, he'll never forsake us, he will never reject us, right? He will never, we just have to do not, be, do not be afraid. Only believe and have confident trust in God the Father, in Jesus, and in the Holy Spirit. True rest is proof of your trust. If you are experiencing true rest, that is proof of your trust in God. When you go, when you, it's late at night and you lay your head down on that pillow and you have rest that God's gonna take care of it, even if you do not have the answer, even if it doesn't look like it's not gonna work out, can you trust him? The proof is your rest. The proof is your rest. Jesus said in Matthew eleven twenty eight, he said, come to me. Come to me. And you know what else is saying come to me? Netflix. Netflix is saying come to me, right? Instagram, tick, tickety, TikTok, snappity, snap, snap. Come to me. Come to me. Come to me. The TV. Come to me. Come on. Your kids. Come to me. Everybody. Come to me. And what is Jesus saying? Come to me. We have to choose. We have to choose Jesus. We have to choose where we going, where are we headed, what are we looking to. I love that we get the opportunity to choose. Jesus is always throwing out opportunities to us. We have to choose for ourselves. Jesus says, come to me, all who are weary and heavily burdened by religious rituals that provide no peace. And I, I will give you rest, refreshing your soul with salvation. Without Jesus, there is no peace. No Jesus, no peace. No Jesus, no peace. No Jesus, no peace. With Jesus, there is rest for your souls through salvation. There's rest for your souls. People, yeah, they may be catching Z's, but they have no rest in their souls. Why? Because they have no Jesus. No Jesus, no peace. Matthew eleven twenty nine. 29, this is the next verse. Jesus says, take my yoke. Remember a few weeks ago or a month ago, we talked about his yoke is his purpose. He's saying, take my purpose upon you and learn from me. For I am gentle and humble in heart and you will find rest for your souls. Rest for your souls. For my purpose, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. This is how we're gonna guard our heart and our minds is when we look to Jesus. What did Jesus say? He said, come to me. He said, run to him. We need to run to Jesus. We need to rest in him. 
We need to look to Jesus and learn from Jesus. What did Jesus do? How did Jesus do? We have all the scriptures. Look at the New Testament, right? Matthew, Mark, look at John. Look at what Jesus do. Jesus was savage. Jesus was throwing down. Jesus, the way he talked to religious people, the way if we were walking around like Jesus, come on. Come on. Jesus is awesome. When you look, and Jesus is kind and he is humble. Okay, like savage, be careful. Watch out. He was savage with the religious. Look to Jesus, learn from him, humble yourself. This is, I love humble yourself. Be honest with yourself. We're living in a fake selfie world. We're living on a filter on filter on filter world. You know, everything's so fake that we believe in the lie of our own fake. We're, we believe the lie of our own camera. Like it has a filter. If you got an iPhone, you just slide one slide. <sighs> Woo, yeah, pimple there. Pimple gone. Pimple there, pimple gone. Flawless, woke up like this. That's not true, right? But we, believe, we start believing the lie because we're, listening, we're watching so much reality TV. We're, we're looking to so much fake, 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 fake that we believe the lie. So humble yourself. Tell God, hey, this is where I'm at. I know that you have great plans for my life. I know that you call me to so much more. I'm right here. Come on, Jesus, let's go to the next level. I'm ready. I'm ready. Come on. And he's like, you ready? Let's go. And take on his purpose, not your own. It's not about our own purpose. It's about what has Jesus called us to do? Do you know what Jesus has called each and every one of us to do? To win the lost and make disciples. We make that religious. We make it like, man, you got you to gotta know every scripture before you ever tell somebody about Jesus. All you got to say is run to Jesus. Now run to me. I don't got all the answers. Run to Jesus. Run to Jesus. Look to Jesus. Learn from Jesus, right? And he'll give you rest. Then you'll discover rest that surpasses understanding in a real relationship. And you know what? Sometimes these days we're even confused what a real relationship is. Like, oh, my friends. And I'm like, oh, yeah, how long have you known them? Well, they added me on Facebook. That's not your friend. Like, that's not your friend, okay? We need to define what a friend is, okay? Can I get an amen? Or are you like, no, they're my friends. <laughs> and you guys are a little hurt right now. Because we need to have real relationships, real relationships with people. That's why we have the local church. That's why we have the local body. Like we're better together. We're in this together. We're stronger together. We need each other. We have each other. We have real relationships. I love having a real relationship. Why? Because somebody to fight with. Somebody say, no, you can't. Somebody say, yes, you can. Somebody to encourage you, whoop you, uplift you, right? We need real people. We need real relationships in our life. Love corrects, right? We need somebody who's in our life that will correct us, that has the boldness and the guts to tell us the truth. We're living in such a fake world. Everybody going to tell you what you want to hear. Yeah, you look good. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's awesome. Great. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, spend all your money. Don't worry about saving nothing. No. You need a good friend that says No. Don't buy that house that's $2 million over your budget because you've been on Pinterest too long. Well, that was for somebody. But in my Pinterest world, right? Yeah, in my Pinterest world, I have a dog. But in my real world, I don't. Why? Because I don't got no time for no dog. I don't have no time. I want one. I want one so bad. But that's just my Pinterest world. I just get to be a dog auntie once in a while. Like, hey. Yeah, dog sitter, right? Not a dog catcher, but anyways. Paul said in Philippians, here we go, 4, 6 through 7, don't worry. 
What did he say? Don't worry. Be happy. Yeah, come on. Yay. Don't worry. But what do we do? We worry. We worry about everything. Do you know that we think that we are not being responsible if we're not worried? You know, if somebody's not worried about their big mess that they're going on, you're like, are you even responsible? Yes, I am. But I'm not going to worry about that. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and what? Thank him. Thank him for all that he has done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your heart and mind as you live in Christ Jesus. His peace is what guards our heart and our mind. His peace, that he already has the victory, that his peace through salvation, all-inclusive, we've already taken care of, it's already handled, we already have the victory. His peace will guard your heart and mind. When trouble comes, not if, when. When troubles come, what are you going to do? You're going to run from or are you going to run to? Run to Jesus, right? When you're under so much stress and pressure, what are you going to do? This is real life. We get stress in life. We have pressures in life. There's so much going on. And you can't say somebody's pressure is not, I mean, well, it's not as big as my pressure. Who gives a flip? If it's a pressure, it's a pressure, right? God gives a flip. I'm not sure what that means. Let's hold the phone with the flip, flip. Flip phone, okay? God gives a flip. God cares. God cares about you, and he has an answer for you, and he knows, he knows that you're going to make it through this, but can you trust him? Can you trust him, right? When the unthinkable happens, this is the proof. This is the fruit of our life. When the unthinkable happens, what do you do? Run to Jesus. Rest in him. Look to Jesus and learn from him. When Jesus, when you looked in the Bible, when they were going through a storm, like a real storm, they're in a boat, Jesus had a pillow out and he was resting because he knew he was getting to the, to the other side. He didn't care how they got there, but they were getting to the other side. And Jesus, if Jesus has his head on a pillow, man, I wish that I would crawl up next to him and put that, my head on the pillow, but I would probably be just like all the other disciples and say, Jesus! You're going to let us die? Do you not care? And he's like, do you not know me by now? Like, guys, do you, Jesus has come through so many times in our lives, and God's like, do you not know me by now? I've been there with through that. I've been, through the, I've been there with you through that sickness. I've been there with you through that broken heart. I've been there with you through that financial struggle. I've been there with you through all these things. Can you trust me in this? And here at Love Life, we say, yes, we can trust you, right? And do not let your heart be troubled. And this is the part where it's so empowering that we let our heart be troubled or we don't let our heart be troubled. How come some people can go through crazy storms physically, right? Crazy storms with a broken heart relationally. And some people come out. And some people come out on top and they get restored relationships and they get restored health to their body. And other people shrivel up and they hate the world and they'll never love again. Why? Some people choose to forgive. Some people choose to run to Jesus. 
Some people choose to forgive others the way Jesus has forgiven them. Some people choose to honestly, truly trust God through the storm and they come out on the other side with great victory, right? Jesus says, those who hear my word and do, those are who love me, right? Do not be troubled, do not be afraid. Only believe and, be com- and confidently trust in God. Guard your heart and mind with God's love, with God's grace, with God's peace, with God's power, and with God's purpose. God has so much in store for each and every one of us, but we need to look to God. We need to trust God, right? Jesus tells us that in this world, you will have troubles. And you know, that's kind of crazy. Jesus has given us a promise. You're ready for a promise? You will have troubles. What? I don't want that promise. You will have troubles. We don't read the Bible like that. We're like, what? But he says, be courageous. You will have troubles, but you have an opportunity to be courageous, to choose courage, right? I choose courage. Don't lose heart. Take heart. Jesus said in John 16, 33, I have told you these things so that in me you may have perfect peace. Jesus told us these things that in him we may have perfect peace. Jesus said the troubles are coming, but yet when you become a Christian and trouble happens, you're like, God, where are you? Did you leave me? God, how could this happen to me? God, how could you let this? And he's like, I told you you'd have troubles. And I'm telling you, take courage, be courageous. You've got this. I've already overcome this. I'm gonna see you through this. I'm gonna get you through to the other side. Jesus has a plan, he has a purpose. Can you trust him? He said, we will have troubles but I will give you perfect peace. In this world, you have tribulations, distress, and suffering. But be courageous, be confident, be undaunted, be filled with joy. Be filled with what? Be filled with joy. In the middle of the storm, you can choose joy. Doesn't mean you're happy and everything's great, but you choose joy, you choose confidence, you choose courage. Jesus says, I have overcome the world. My conquest is accomplished. My victory is abiding. And his victory is abiding in you. His victory lives in you. He lives in you. You are more than a conqueror. You already have the victory in Christ Jesus. And when you think you have it on your own, you got nothing. We can do nothing on our own. It is only in Christ Jesus. Be courageous. Courageous. Y'all ready for this? The quality of mind or spirit that enables a person to face difficulties, dangers, pain, etc., without fear. Pain comes, no fear, right? Difficulties come, no fear. How can you have no fear? Why? Because I have fearless faith. I have fearless faith in a God who I trust, right? Without fear, being ready and willing to face negative situations involving danger or pain, facing situations without fear or facing them despite fear. Fear is knocking, right? But I don't have a conversation with fear. I have a conversation with the Father. Fear can come on, it can keep on calling, it can keep on knocking, but I'm not gonna allow my brain, I'm not gonna allow my thoughts, I'm not gonna allow my heart to go down that road of having a conversation with fear. I'm gonna have a, a conversation with the Father. He says, do not worry. Don't worry about anything, but talk to me about everything. That's where we're gonna go. That's where we're gonna have that fearless faith to be courageous. Don't let your heart be troubled. Don't let your heart be afraid. Only be strong and very courageous.
You are strong. I don't care if somebody told you you're weak. I don't care if somebody told you you can do, you can't do nothing. You're so weak, you're so wimpy, right? It doesn't matter what anybody told you. It matters what Jesus tells you. It matters what Jesus said. And he says, only be strong. Be strong and courageous. We have to build the foundation of our lives on the rock of Jesus, our salvation. What is the foundation of your life built on? Is it built on a lie? Is it built on the negative things that your parents have told you? Is it built on the negative things that the world has told you about yourself, that some, some cyber bully has told you? Is it built on some relationship, somebody who beat you down and, he's, and they said you could never, you will never, whatever? What is the foundation of your life built on? Is it built on sand or is it built on the rock of your salvation, Jesus Christ? We have to ask ourselves these questions. And if it's built on sand, it's time to start fresh. It's time to forget the past. It's time to start new in Jesus. You're a new creation in Christ Jesus. All things are passed away. Behold, all things have become new in him, right? We have to build the foundation of our lives on the rock of Jesus, our salvation. Remember, no Jesus, no peace. No Jesus, no peace. But with Jesus, there's perfect peace. There's perfect peace for your soul. There's perfect peace. That's what we're craving. We don't want to be stressed out, maxed out. Nobody wants that. We want peace in the storm. We want peace in the situation. And Jesus is offering us that. He says, come to me, run to me. Jesus said in Matthew 7, 24, therefore, whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, we miss this completely. We think Jesus is going to do it all for us. We think Jesus is going to just come down, make it all happen. You know what? We think Jesus is going to just make your spouse love you, make your kids love you. You know, we just think Jesus is going to come on and take off that 10 pounds that we're just trying to get rid of. Like, Jesus, take the wheel. He's like, let go of the enchilada, you know? But we don't make that connection. Not our responsibility. Jesus, it's all you, you know? He says, go to the gym for me. Jesus, wake me up, you know? Wait, therefore, whoever hears these things of mine and does them, I will liken him to a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rain came, the floods came, the winds blew and beat on that house, and it did not fall, for it was founded on the rock. Why do some people fall and some people stand? Their foundation was different. Some had a foundation of God's word, and some had a foundation of just a truth of this world. That's hearing God. But everyone who hears these things of mine and does not do them, you know what? He's a fool. I'll liken him to a foolish man who built his house on the sand. The rains came, the floods came, the winds blew and beat on that house, and it fell. And great was its fall. Great was its fall. If we do not want to be a fool, who wants to be a fallen fool? No thanks. I want to be a standing wise person, okay? We have to hear and do. We have to hear God's word and we have to apply it, right? You know when you go to school and they tell you all this stuff, you got math, science, everything, you're like, woo, and you go home and you're not doing math, science, anything. You're just like, mom, I'm hungry when you get home from school. So we think that that's how school, we think that that's how church is. We hear something, we hear the word, we're like, woo, and then you get out, you're like, man, I'm hungry, I'm starving, where are we gonna eat? And like, how was the word? I said, I'm hungry, you know? And we forget 
to apply the word. We forget to apply what we learned in here in our everyday life. And that's when we're going to have success or that's we're going to have a great fall. When we don't apply the word in our everyday life, right? We're going to be the wise person or the fool. Jesus didn't say, I'm going to build the house. He said, they built their house, right? We have... We have to have respond. We have to take responsibility for the condition of our hearts and our minds. Responsibility is up to you. You have to take responsibility, right? We have to hear and do. Tonight, we've already heard so, so many, so many examples of the scripture, right? Jesus told us to do so many different things. He said, "Do not let your heart be troubled." Imagine if you go out and apply that today. Do not let your heart be troubled. All right. Some of you got to meet relatives tomorrow. You're like, "Oh Lord, don't let my heart be troubled." Do not only believe. Come to Jesus. Learn from Jesus. Don't worry about anything. Talk to God about everything. What if we just started applying that? Don't worry about anything. Talk to God about everything. Don't worry about anything. Talk to God about everything. Run to Jesus. Come to Jesus. Learn from Jesus. When we apply God's word to our real everyday life, that's when we're going to have great success. That's we're going to have great success. We're going to see great families. We're going to see it with great finances, right? With great relationships, with great success in all that we do. Here at Love Life, we the doers. We are the doers. We're the movers. We're the shakers. We're the history makers. We're the road changers. Why? Because we hear and do. We're different than a lot of other churches. We're, there's a lot of other, why? Because you have, there's a, there's a responsibility that, there's a choice to be made. I love that. I love that from the beginning, Pastor Dan has always thrown down with the choice is yours. You're not forced. You don't have to. Don't play the religious game. The choice is yours. And the fruit of your life is the proof of those choices. And you're like, man, that, that, the fruit of your life doesn't lie. The fruit of your life, things happen, right? But the fruit of your whole life doesn't lie. And it's so empowering to know that you can just make a choice. Today, you can make a choice to be a doer of the word. Today, you can make a choice that I'm going to apply the word that I've heard. Today, you can make a choice, right? And accept the challenge of responsibility. We accept the challenge of responsibility. There's going to be challenges in life, but we accept the challenge of responsibility to have great success. You choose Every day that you wake up, are you going to be the wise person or are you going to be the fool? Like, Lord, help me today to choose to be a wise person. Help me today to choose to make wise choices with my finances. Help me today to make wise choices with the words I say. Help me today to make wise choices with my children, with your spouse, with whoever. Help me today to make wise choices with my schoolwork, to get up and get it done. Right? Some of you are at home with that at home school, some of you guys been sleeping through class, wake up. <laughs> Lord, help me make wise choices today, right? Because your grade will be affected. You choose to hear and obey. It's you. It's your choice. Your parents aren't with you 24-7, right? Your spouse isn't with you 24-7, but Jesus is with you 24-7. And he is there helping you to choose. Helping you to choose. Talk to him. Don't worry about anything. Talk to him about everything. The proof is in our everyday life. Great success or great was the fall. But it's crazy because as Christians, when we fall, we get back up. We get back up. We get back up and we get back up and we get back up because there's always hope. How come there's always hope? Because Jesus is alive and you are already forgiven. He already made a way. Jesus says, Jesus did not say, I will go and build their house. 
and then I'll liken them to a wise person. Jesus didn't say that. He says, he didn't say, I will hear and do for them. And that's who I call a wise person. No, he said, they heard, they did. Whoever, everyone, anyone, whosoever hears and does, that's anybody. That qualifies all of us. Are you a whosoever? Are you an anyone? Are you an everyone? Yes, you are. Say yes. Yeah. <laughs> he said, whoever chooses to hear and do, they are wise. They are wise. The storm's coming. The storm is coming to both the wise person and the fool. They're just going to have totally different results. How many of you guys want different results? Yes. We want different results. You choose your outcome. You choose your outlook. It's up to you. Choose wisely. Paul said in Ephesians 4, 31, get rid of all bitterness, rage, anger, harsh words. Whoop, flippity flip flop. What did I just say earlier? Who gives a flip? Working on those words, right? <laughs> Anyways, I'm gonna reel it in. Harsh words and slander as well as all types of evil behavior. Instead, be kind to each other, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, just as God, through Christ, has forgiven you. We need to be tenderhearted. We need to be kind. We have to let go of whatever is holding us back. Ask yourself, what's holding me back? What's holding me back? We don't want to be the fool. I don't want to be a fool building my house on the sand. I don't want to be a fool building my house on bitterness. I don't want to be a fool building my house on unforgiveness. And then my whole outcome and my whole outlook is bitterness, unforgiveness, bitterness, unforgiveness. Everything you see, everything you do, everything you think is filtered through bitterness and unforgiveness. I don't want that. Does anybody else want that? No. We have to let it go and forgive just like we've been forgiven. Don't hold on to any hate, any unforgiveness because it affects your heart. You know what, if somebody said something negative about you and all you can do is see them through that hate, you just see them. And you know what, somebody, sometimes it's somebody who loved you. Sometimes it's a parent. Sometimes it's somebody, they just said something negative. And now all the filter you see of every other word that they say to you is negative. It's just, let it go. Let it go. Let God heal that part of you and let it go. Forgive, right? Forgive. Don't judge, just forgive and move on. Don't let anything hold you back to what God has in store for you. God has so much for us. Each and every one of us, he's got a plan, he's got a purpose. Don't let anything hold you back. Don't let anything hold you back. You have to guard your heart and your mind. You guard your heart and your mind against those negative thoughts. You guard your heart and mind against those negative words that have been spoken over you. Let it go, brush it off. Let it go, let it go. Yeah, that's right. Because above all else, guard your heart for everything you do flows from it. Everything that you do flows from it. We want to build our life on the foundation of God's love. I want to build my life. I want to build my outlook. I want to build my outcome on the foundation of God's love, on the foundation of God's grace, on the foundation of God's power, on the, on the foundation of God's peace, on the foundation of God's purpose. Is this God's purpose for my life? Is this God's peace for my life? Right, come on, is this God's power for my life? Let's go. But we're gonna, we gotta build our house on the rock. We need to build our house on Jesus. It's our choice, come on. We're Bob the Builder, let's build this thing. Let's build the church, come on. We gotta do this, and we can do this. We gotta take responsibility, right? Proverbs 14:30 says, 
A peaceful heart leads to a healthy body. Jealous, jealousy is like cancer in the bones. Isn't that crazy? A peaceful heart leads to a healthy body. Jealousy is like cancer in the bones. No longer are we going to allow cold-heartedness to remain in our hearts. No longer are we going to allow it to affect everything we do, think, and say. We're going to let it go, right? We, right now, right now, tonight, we're going to hear and do, and we're going to garden these things out of our heart. We're going to garden out bitterness, hurt, offense, resentment, anger, and jealousy, because above all else, we guard our, ha- our heart because we know that everything that we do flows from it. And we want everything that we do to flow from love. We want everything that we do to flow from grace. We want everything that we do to flow from God's power. We want everything that we do to flow from God's peace, God's presence, God's purpose. We want everything we do. That's why we guard our hearts above all else. Proverbs 23.7 says, as you think in your heart, so are you. Right? You're thinking these negative ways, and so are you. It's time to think positive ways, and so are you. Right? Because our thoughts become our emotions. Our emotions become our actions. Our actions become our experience. Our experience creates our environment. Our created environment leaves our legacy. And here at Love Life, we're leaving a legacy of world changers, right? We're winning the loss, making disciples, and we're doing it one day at a time. And it starts in our house. It starts with our loved ones. It starts with those around us, right? What do we do? What are we, how are we going to win the loss, make disciples? Run to Jesus. <laughs> Learn from Jesus. Look to Jesus. You'll find rest. You'll find peace. And you'll find purpose. We have to guard our hearts and mind. We have to think about what we are thinking about. What are we thinking about Stop just allowing your mind to go just crazy. Thinking from this side to this side to this side to this side. Like, how did I get here? Think about what you're thinking about. Train your brain that you're not, you're not going to be like that anymore. You're not going to think every little thought that flies through this brain. I'm going to take that thought captive, right? I'm going to take that thought captive. Does that line up with God's word about me? Right? We have to think about what we're thinking about. The enemy wants us to be ignorant of his methods. He's a liar, and he will work through the mind if you allow him. We're not going to allow him. We learned his tactics. We know that he's a liar, right? Satan is his name, which means accuser, which means slander. So when you have somebody say, you're not forgiven, you can't do that. And even if that's not your thought in your head, you remind the devil, oh, no, Satan is your name. You're the accuser. You're the slander. I am forgiven. Jesus already beat you up. at the, You know, he went to the cross. He don't whoops you. I know that you're under my feet. You're not going to lie to me, Right? And devil, Diablos, is his tactics. So that means he's just throwing the lie. He's just throwing the lie. He's, he's looking for a weak spot. He's looking for a weak spot. He's looking for a weak spot. And sometimes a weak spot is because somebody told you when you were younger that you're stupid. So he looks for that weak spot. He looks, at, he looks for that weak spot. And he says, you're stupid. You'll never understand the Bible. You can't read. You can't do that. And you know what the Bible says? Ask for wisdom and it will be given to you. Ask. That's we're supposed to not worry about anything but talk to God about everything. We just ask for wisdom. So he's looking for that weak spot. He's looking for that weak spot. Wherever he can find that weak spot. Somebody told you that you're dirty. Somebody told you that you're stupid. Somebody told you that you're fat. Somebody told you, and there, he's looking for that weak spot. And why? Because when he gets in that weak spot, he can put you under bondage. Under bondage to a thought. Isn't that crazy? We get under bondage to a thought. That's why we need to break those free from those thoughts. 
We need to learn God's word. We need to learn what God says about us so that we can have new thoughts that enter into our minds so that we can fight those negative thoughts with, right? So the devil, he ain't got no new tricks. Like, devil, you're a liar. Tricks are for kids. We already know your tricks. But we, this is why we need to learn God's word so that we actually have something to counteract those negative thoughts, right? 2 Corinthians 2.11 says, it's my duty to make sure that Satan does not win every small victory over us. So we do not want to be naive, then fall prey to his schemes. Because he's a liar. It's a trick. You're falling for a scheme. You already have the victory in Christ Jesus. Jesus already, you are more than a conqueror in Christ Jesus. You can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. You're the head and not the tail. You already have the victory over him. But if he lies to you and you fall for the lie, then he's like, <laughs> it's like, no. Devil, you're a liar. We're not falling for your lies, right? He wants to trap you. He wants to ensnare you so that you take your thoughts down the wrong throat, down the wrong road. Your thoughts will take you down the road of bitterness, and there goes your heart. Right? Your thoughts can take you down to hurt. Somebody said one hurtful thing to you. Do you know how many times you replay that over and over and over again? So, you know, people have kind of said hundreds of good things about you, but why do we only remember the negative? Why does the negative one replay and replay and replay and replay? You want to know why? Because that's the devil's tactic. He's throwing the ball, he's throwing the ball, and he says, until, oh, replay, replay, replay. And that puts you in a box, and all you do is replay that one word spoken over you, one word spoken over you, one word spoken over you. Break the box. Get out. Get free. How? Guard your heart. Guard your heart, guard your mind, guard your emotions, right? From anger, from offense, from jealousy. All these things are matters of the heart. This is why it is so important that we take responsibility for the condition of our heart. It's our, do you see the importance of this? The condition of our heart, it affects everything that you do, right? Above all else, guard your heart. Responsibility is yours to take, take it. We have to stop having conversations with fear. Stop having conversations with anxiety. Stop having conversations with depression. Conversations in your mind. How many of you guys know you're having conversations? Anybody had a conversation? Like you're ready to fight with somebody, you're ready to argue with somebody, and you're ready to argue with your mom, your spouse, whoever. You already know what you're going to say, how you're going to say it. You're like, oh, oh, and if they say this, I'm going to say that. And if they say this, this, I'm going to say that, that. And if they say this, 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 I'm going to say that, that, that. Like you're just ready. That's conversations. That's what you're having in your mind. And there you're having those conversations with negative thoughts. Stop. Stop having, you're allowing the enemy to play with your thoughts. Why? So that he can take you down the wrong road, the road of bitterness, the road of resentment, the road of anger. No, we're getting off that road. We're on the, we're on the highway. We're on the highway to good thoughts. We're on the highway to empowering thoughts. We're on the highway that we can do all things, right? This, this is why it's so important. We're on the highway to run to Jesus. Don't be troubled. Not, don't let your heart be troubled. Only be strong and very courageous. Do not be afraid. Only believe. Do you believe God? Do you trust in God? Run to Jesus. Rest in him. Look to Jesus. Learn from him. He has a plan for you. God loves you so much. God loves you so, so, so very much. And he has a plan for you. He has a plan for you, your life. You're a gift. It's time to use that gift here in this world because God has a special plan for every single one of us. Like, oh, somebody's gift is greater than my gift. No, it's not. You're a gift to this world. 
Let's use that gift for good in Jesus, right? If you are in here tonight and you're like, I want to be a gift, let me tell you that you are a gift. You are a gift. Jesus loves you so much, he went to the cross. God sent Jesus to the cross just for you. God sent Jesus to the cross for every single one of us, right? So that we could be a child of God, so that we could enter into a new family, so that we could be forgiven. And if you'd like to ask Jesus tonight into your heart, I'd love to give you an opportunity to receive Jesus tonight, to walk in a new life, to walk in a new future that he has for you and a new destiny and a new plan, right? It's so simple. You just have to believe in your heart and confess with your mouth. Believe that Jesus is and confess with your mouth. It says in Romans 10, 9, if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, then you will be saved. Do you see why the devil's running so hard after your heart? Because it's where you believe. It's where you believe. Believe in your heart. If you'd like to believe in your heart and confess with your mouth tonight, let's pray together. Everybody, let's pray. Say, Jesus, I believe in you. I ask you to save me and set me free from my past. Thank you, Jesus, for this new life. I receive you now. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks again for listening. To hear more encouraging messages just like this one, make sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for past episodes. If you loved what you received, please consider rating it and sharing it with your friends and family. For more information about Love Life and getting connected with us, go to lovelife.church. We love you and are believing God's best for you.